Hello friends and welcome to this very special supplemental episode of the After Dark podcast. Um, if you are watching or listening to this and you're thinking, hey there, uh, Anthony seems to have gotten about half a foot shorter, he's beardless now and he's 20% less charming, you are correct. Uh, unfortunately, you're stuck with me this week. I'm Conrad. Um, the reason for this is that Anthony is unfortunately a little unwell, a little under the weather. Uh, so we are going to put the cowboy business on hold until next week when he's feeling a bit better we'll be back to that in no time but in the meantime in the rich tradition of television shows when they run out of ideas for things to do we are going to do a clip show we're going to do a greatest hits of sorts of uh, all of our dark content so uh, sorry for the disruption to the Westworld stuff we'll be back to that before you know it and I hope you enjoy this very special episode of the After Dark Podcast <laughs> Come on, come on to the After Dark Podcast. The podcast in which Sheriff Anthony does his best to wrangle Conrad through Westworld, one doggone episode at a time. So kick back and grab yourself some Apple Jack, or some Adam's Ale if that's your preferred poison, and get ready for these two wannabe cowboys to ramble the night away. Music was provided by the fantastic Nancy White and Jared Iscariot. Enjoy the show! Uh, okay, next question from, again, I hope I pronounced this correctly. Uh, it's Shreiza, I hope. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so, here's a couple of questions. And now this might be a case of, you know, this particular listener, for some reason, wants to point you down somewhere. You know, so we'll, we'll go down this rabbit hole, okay? Yeah, send me, send, like, throw the, throw the stick and I will go and fetch it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, Conrad said that Ellie's... Ellie's and uh, Charlotte's relationship is strange. I think she's referring to, I say, sorry, I say she, I think they're, they're referring to when um, you said about like, it's as if Ellie wears the trousers in the household. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, okay. So I'll, there was one particular moment when they say goodbye to each other, when Charlotte drops Ellie off at school, where Ellie kind of drags Charlotte's head down to her. Like it's after she said, um, yes, and I are dating. And she sort of drags Charlotte's head down to hers and presses her forehead against Charlotte's head. And it's, it feels like the kind of thing you would do with your kid, which I'm not, I'm not saying that I think, I'm not saying I think anything there, okay. but it just struck me as odd that Ellie is the one doing that to Charlotte. Like it, it struck me that it should be the other way around. Like Charlotte should be the one who's kind of, you know, pressing her head into Ellie, her forehead into Ellie's and, you know, giving her a kiss and stuff. And Ellie's the one who's actually doing it. It, I just, yeah, there's something, I, I can't quite put my finger on it yet, but there is something about that relationship where it feels like Ellie is the one who's in charge, who, who just in her sort of physical mannerisms and the way she talks to her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously knowing what we know now about people being sent back through time, it, it's, yeah, there's potential for something interesting there. <laughs> but I don't, I like... <laughs> I'd be surprised if we, if, if that, that's a very like long way off. If that's, if that is something that's going to happen, I can't see that being revealed anytime soon. If if what, happen, if happen, what happened? What do you mean? Well, so like we know that 
obviously Mickle. I'm just trying to make you explicitly state the ludicrous thing that you're you're <laughs> dancing around <laughs> all right, so okay. that we can all, all right. have a laugh right. at you. You want me to say it? I'll say it. I think <laughs> I like I think Ellie might be uh might be Charlotte's mum. That's my <laughs> that's my that's my that's my theory based on how they are with each other like i know like i know that sounds ridiculous but just the way they are with each other it's it doesn't feel like ellie it feels like ellie is the parent and charlotte is the child and maybe maybe that's just kind of um maybe that's just a statement on their relationship as a family that you know charlotte is not a particularly maternal figure and ellie is better at being maternal despite being nine or ten or however old she is yeah but we we know kids are being sent from their correct time to other times and i wonder if it it cuts both ways as well where they're like (laughs) taking they're like going really far back in time well i guess it'd be the same thing but they're going really far back in time to take charlotte's mum when she was a kid and then sending her forward in time to be charlotte's kid i don't know but that's you know it's out there now (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's okay. You've said it, right? Theory has life, and I I look forward to being proven to be completely wrong. Yeah, um, actually, this is a good point to say, Conrad, or to get your get your thoughts. Um, we sort of just jump right into this, accepting that we're in the fifties. I want to actually just get your thoughts. What What did you think when you started watching this episode and you realized, oh, this is in the fifties, and we're getting the whole like they they're in episode eight of the first season. They're giving us all these new characters <laughs> in a new <laughs> setting. I, so I sent you this in a message, but to, for the for the listeners' benefit, the absolute balls on the writers of <laughs> this show, the, like the audacity to be like, I know we're on episode eight of a ten episode season. How about we introduce <laughs> an entirely new cast of characters? Yeah, outrageous thing to do. But I mean, you know, fair play to them; they they succeed. But what? There's no, there isn't a sane writer in the world who 80% of the way through a screenplay or a book says, I know what we need. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's throw an entirely new arc in here. Yeah. You just imagine any film that you've ever seen in your life and like literally like an hour and a half in, it just yeah. shifts and you just get a brand new show. <laughs> yeah. Just get, you get laughed out of the building trying to get that film made. But apparently, Baron Borodor and, uh, and Jan Chifris, I guess because they were making their own thing, they were their own masters. They, yeah. they, they got to do it. Yeah, like the big, big risk takers. I think, I think as well, like if you look at the first half of the season and the second half of the season, there's definitely some mirroring going on. They have the same ebbs and flows. Like uh, the first half of the season went f- from 2019 and slowly then. Uh, we got into 1986. We had the whole episode of episode three in 1986. And this is kind of like the episode three of the second half yeah, of the season. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, where it's just kind of, it's really dedicated to establishing what's going on in the 50s. Yeah, exactly. Let's move into the big, big reveal. Then, yeah. if you hadn't got it by now, well, here it is. <laughs> um, you heard us read the letter that was, we we always sort of, we always sort of referenced as Michael's suicide note, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he reads the letter and it basically goes through that Mickle is Michael. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about all the, uh, the different sort of phraseology that he uses, but I thought it was a really well-written letter and it, it was really, really nice. I also liked that the actor from Michael read it, you know, he, he, over, yeah. he sort of d- uh, dubbed over or, you know, uh, voiceover the, the, the reading of it. I thought that really, really worked really well. Uh, right. What do you think? Well, so it was. I, I thought it was a really touching 
voiceover this the, mm-hmm. the the kind of i mean you know it shows different stuff but that towards the end when it kind of lingers on on Jonas as as michael's reading this this suicide note um I, yeah i found it really touching just because Jonas up until this point has seems to have been motivated by trying to understand essentially why his father left him uh and and this this is kind of why on revisiting the the cemetery scene with the the stranger i became convinced that this guy must be him because he was talking about michael slash michael saving his life i I, this to me felt like the moment where his life was effectively saved because he is being he's basically being told exactly why his dad left him and it's not It's not a you know a case of not loving him or something like that. But as you say, there's there's some really great writing in this. The the we make a lie into our truth in order to survive line is thematically very appropriate for this episode with what we know about Katarina and Ulrich's relationship oh, yeah. and how they they've potentially you know kind of woven the this this lie or kind of concealed this lie uh, of how their relationship started and in a relationship that they've tried to make work uh the wanderers in the darkness is a very is a very great image um and yeah you know i wrote michael confirmed as michael yeah boy so like, <laughs> you got I, got, I got there eventually like i, I should have on in retrospect i should have got there sooner but um as as we said off air so to speak i was too wedded to my future my uh my future michael theory to see the mm. wood for the trees yeah and uh it's like i was saying to you as well off air that um i think myself i think i i had it to get like i did i didn't have like i did definitely consider that, that was future mickle when i was first watching it of course i did uh, but that didn't stick with me for some reason i don't know i think i, I think i got it in episode three whereas I think because we're doing the podcast, you you were sort of really wanting to stick to a theory and it would be funny if you were wrong. I think if we weren't doing the podcast, perhaps you would have got it a bit earlier maybe, um, which which maybe is counter to what you would think because you're doing way more like sort of looking into it. But actually, because you are looking into things so much, I think when you come up with a theory, you really want it to be true. Um, yeah, I did promise that I was going to overanalyze stuff potentially to my own detriment. So yeah. this is <laughs> potentially an example of that. Yeah, well, although you got there, you got there before you were told. So um, That's true. just about. Yeah, exactly. So, and even if I, I'm sure, even if you hadn't predicted it in a previous episode, you would have, uh, you would have done so. Um, yeah. I will. Do, I just want to clear something up in the comments. Someone, uh, someone accused you uh, in the comments last week of cheating. Oh they, no! They accused. I, I they, would never. They, they accused you of when you Googled. Uh, the the meaning of Mickle, you must have seen a spoiler. No, I can I can press my hand firmly against my heart and say I've I've seen nothing. Yeah, uh, I actually went straight to Google and Googled uh, Mickle name meaning or a couple of different variations, and I didn't get any spoilers. So I don't know if you if you just search the, the name Mickle, then yeah, you probably will. But I'm sure Conrad put in meaning of Mickle or something like that. Um, so. I I Google to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Mickle from Dark. Who is that? Yeah. (laughs) Funnily enough. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Gift from God. Hello, and welcome to the After Dark podcast. I'm Anthony, and we've got a very special guest for you today. Here, joining us for the first time is Jonas. Hello, everyone. It's me, Jonas from the Hits. German television show Dark. Well, Watch Jonas. season three now on Netflix. <laughs> well, Jonas, how are you? <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing all right, thank you. 
This is really hot. I don't know why you would wear this at any time. It's stifling. I feel protected from radiation. Just oh, to, yeah. I'm just gonna let the let the listeners inside the bit. Don't worry, we're not gonna do this for the whole episode. Just stay with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not gonna yeah, we're not gonna do this for uh for a full 40, 45 minutes. Just, uh, just bear with me while I indulge this very dramatic reveal of my face on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, I'm back in character. I'm back in character. Right. Okay, Conrad. Um. Oh, sorry, J- Jonas. Uh. Jonas. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm Lewis. Uh, what is his name? Hoffman. Lewis Hoffman. Lewis Hoffman. Hang, hang on. So you're so meta in the character that you're actually Lewis. I'm playing Hoffman. the actor. Yeah, I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing the actor playing Jonas. Oh, that's even. That's even better. All right. Um. What, what do you think of your auntie? She's she's really hot. <laughs> yeah. Just like you are right now. Yeah, I'm so hot. This is not an outfit that is made to be worn indoors. I'll tell you that much. In fact, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. The bit's over, everyone. Here he is. It was me. It was me, Austin. <laughs> ah, there he Hello. is. There he is. The man, Hi. the myth, the legend, Conrad. Take all this off now. I wasn't prepared for this. Sorry. I'm gonna have to lean towards the camera. Oh my god. You do- oh, we've got a glimpse of the tattoos. We've got a glimpse of the tattoos. Be gone. Be gone. There we go. All right. All right. We got him. We're back to being professional now. Hi, everyone. Oh, yeah. Just everyone watching on the YouTube channel, I'm probably going to cut a fair bit of out of the audio. So if you're just watching this thinking, geez, those audio listeners must be hating them right now, I'll probably cut a lot of the, hey, look at his face stuff out. Not all of it. Not all of it. Don't you dare. You leave all of this in. Yeah, this is all quality, quality good stuff. Uh, anyway, there is, there he is. That's Conrad. Get used to him. Um, you'll be seeing him a fair bit. Last one. It's the Ikbin Do <laughs> moment. We've talked about it a lot. Yep. Um, so, talk us through your feelings when you're watching this. So, the way it was shot, I think was was we've talked about this before, where the show kind of wants you to cross the finish line before it gives the answer to you i think yeah um and this is i think it's it's harder to get this um because it doesn't really explicitly give you the answer but the way it's shot as a literal mirror there is a reflection down the middle of the room and it goes from a kind of wide full body shot of jonas to a wide full body shot of adam and they're literally they're standing very unnaturally if you actually think about how they're standing in the room but it's done Mm -hmm. to show that there is a clear line of comparison between these two individuals and i think it's very clearly saying this is what this person is going to become um and yeah the the jonas saying he wants everything to end and he has that kind of that child not childish that youthful energy that kind of that sense of desperation that he just wants everything to go back to the way it was before basically he wants it to finish mm-hmm. and seeing that emotion mirrored in adam where you can you can see that Adam still wants the same thing, but the way he talks about it is kind of coloured by, I guess, 60, 70 years of pain and becoming jaded with the process. And so he talks about how, oh, it's going to end, all things end, you know, your end, my end, the end of all things. And it's it's this brilliant kind of contortion of Jonas's deepest desire in this in this series, mm-hmm. um, where we where I absolutely believe that that he could end up this way, um, and then yeah, obviously the reveal of the Ikbindu probably probably the most powerful Ikbindu I think 
um of the of the series so far (laughs) yeah he's got a great voice too adam um i was hoping i really was hoping for what the dub the adam voice would really let me let me rip into the dub uh yeah the dub but actually the dub uh adam it's it, you know it's not it's nowhere near as good but it's not they actually did go out and cast like a really gruff sounding old man so you know oh, okay yeah is the line just I am you in the it dub? It is just I am you yeah which I, is I, not as cool not as yeah cool. I, I I don't know whether this is just just me being kind of like biased towards the 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 correct or the the original language version but Igbindu just sounds better to me there's a lot it's a lot punchier as a line yeah um, it is it, it seems like it's more than it seems like it's actually saying more than just I am you yeah I don't know what it is like I think if you were going to translate it to English and have it be as punchy you'd have to come up with some really cool line like we are one or something I don't know but yeah would... yeah yeah that totally that's like I don't think I am you works nearly as well um but yeah I mean this as a reveal this opens up so much about where Jonas's character is going to go or well I guess more about where the stranger is going to go really because stranger knows this as well yeah we already know we already know uh one of Jonas's checkpoints along the way to becoming Adam yeah it's the and, stranger and there's still there feels like the stranger is closer to Yo- uh, to Adam than young Jonas is certainly you know there's a there's a sort of bloody mindedness and a desperation in in the actions that that stranger is taking that young Jonas hasn't got to yet but even so there feels like there's a long way for stranger to go to get to actually running the sick mundus uh the sick mundus cult yeah um I, I i know what you mean um and that's one of the reasons why i think that uh like the adam the adam reveal that adam is Jonas is not one that most people got like most people, most people, or maybe maybe they'll tell me that they did, but I think most people got the Michael reveal. I think most people eventually got the got the Stranger reveal, uh, but I'm not sure if most people got the Adam reveal. And we talked a little bit about this before we started recording. I think one of the reasons for that is is that we see Adam in the first episode, and then he sort of just goes away. Yeah. And, and then we see him again at the very end of the episode three. And then we see him in this at the end of this episode. So I think they they very much kept Adam away because they didn't want you questioning it too much. Because let's be honest, there wasn't very many characters that he he could be. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of what led me to my theory on him. It was literally, well, he knows Bartos from it from a young age, and we've had um, Stranger Jonas in the episode where he's revealed talking about how he's present in all times. So that's that felt like a big clue. Yeah. And you know, if he know if he's known Bartos from a young age, realistically, there's only three characters he could be, and that's either Bartos himself, Jonas, or Magnus. And Magnus, I kind of immediately discounted because it doesn't feel to, like Magnus's character is going to have to go through some shit to get to where Bart- <laughs> uh, where, where Adam is now. Um, Bartos, I uh, that was my first thought, but then I obviously landed on the guy getting killed in episode one, looking so much like Bartos that I feel like that's him, uh, which just left Jonas. Um, but I think it's I'm obviously very <laughs> pleased with myself for getting that. I was uh, I, I I pumped a fist in the air when I got the Ikbindu moment, or actually slightly before when he takes the collar off, because that was one of my big things. Was like, oh, he's wearing a suspiciously high collar as if to conceal a wound. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I did pump a fist in the air. But I'm I'm just more excited to see really where where we go from here with Adam and uh, you know his relationship with with Jonas and Stranger and, and Noah specifically. What's your understanding about the parentage of Regina? 
Okay, yeah, this is one of the things that I was going to ask. Mm -hmm. So, I, I the, my understanding of the dialogue here, well, it's it's split actually. I'm not I'm not really decided either way. But the dialogue here seems to be implying that technically Regina is Claudia and Tronta's daughter in the cancer worlds, as she kind of calls them here, the the offshoot worlds from from the origin world. But that her place in the origin world is as the child of another another man um and tronta has come to accept and realize this so it, he, he's obviously been with this claudia for a long time he knows what she plans to do and what what the what the stakes are so that that's my that was my first read but then claudia's response after this to me kind of says that he was just never the father and i'm not sure which of those sounds more more plausible to me okay so there is an answer to this uh, and okay. you're actually you're actually given solid proof later on in the episode, which we can talk about now. I think about this small part. Basically, the way that Claudia was able to arrive at there being a third world, or the way I view it is, and I was I wasn't joking last week when I said, like, obviously I wasn't going to give it away, but when I said that the whole thing is like Biff's Casino in Back to the Future Two, it's this weird world that's been it's happened because of someone trying to change the past. So H.G. Yeah. Townhouse in the origin world tried to change the past, tried to save his family, and this created this weird Biff's, Biff's Casino world, right? Yeah, yeah. So in my opinion, and I've said before in a video, I like the idea of Yon Trefries and Baron Bodo being like, what have we made Back to the Future 2, but instead of focusing on Marty, who's trying to fix things, we who's who's the weirdo in this new in this weird world we focus on all the characters in that alternate timeline that was created and they come to realize that they're in an alternate timeline right yeah i think i think that's I, there probably is some truth to that i think yeah yeah so basically um my idea basically the way claudia was able to figure out uh this happened because Claudia's the only person who knew that Tronta wasn't the father. Even Tronta thought he was the father. So, yeah. on, so that's and they also threw in a red herring because on Eva's floor, and we went through it in our episode thirty-two, it says Tronta's the father, but he's yeah. not. That's what Eva. That's what Eva thought. He's yeah. not. He's not the father. Tronta is actually not the father. The father is revealed at the end, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But the way Claudia was able to realize that there must have been something that made this big time travel incestuous not happen is because, well, we all aren't involved in this knot. Regina isn't involved in this knot. Whereas if Tronto was the father, she would be. Like, she would be a product. Oh, because, of she'd, because she'd be a product of a Nielsen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of a yeah, Nielsen. Exactly. So, okay. so, that's, so basically, we are at the very end, which we'll talk about in more detail later, but it's pertinent here, so I will mention it here. At the very end, when we go into the origin world and we have like the the, the scene around the table, yeah. Um, when it first goes into the house, it focuses on a picture yeah, of Regina, with Burnt, Claudia, and Burnt. Burnt yeah. is the father. Burnt is the oh, father. Okay, I didn't. I I took that as Burnt being a replacement for Egon, and I was like, "What the fuck happened to Egon in this no, world?" Burnt's the father. Oh, okay, that's so interesting. Burnt's the father, which puts the scene between uh, middle uh, middle aged Burnt. And young Claudia in a very creepy light from yeah. earlier in this season. He's um, a, okay. But, the, but I, guess I, I would the also once or the heart once, but yeah. Uh, but I would also say that there's been heavily heavy foreshadowing for this. They kept going on. If you go back and rewatch it, which I don't know if you will, maybe you will one day. They they kept going on about how it's really interesting. Like the Toronto was talking about how progressive it was that Claudia was the first head of the power plant, first female yeah. head. 
Or when uh, you're saying it was nepotism that got her there, basically. I think, obviously, or maybe nepotism, but also maybe tr- uh, that Burnt knew her so well that he th- he knew he could trust her, right? Yeah. But uh, but there was definitely a relationship there. There's also this is quite a contentious theory amongst the uh, the fandom, but there is also a thought that I've had before that the reason why Regina owns the old Doppler mansion and it is now the ma- it is now her hotel is because when Burnt died, she got it in the will. Yeah, that would make that make more sense, actually. I had to cross that one off in the Theory Matrix as a red because I had it down that she will take it and turn it into a hotel because she'll, I don't know, have some financial leverage over him or something like that. Um, that is interesting. I I, I read that. I, <laughs> maybe this is me uh, interpreting the age difference between them as gross and not realistic, but that picture at the end, which I'm sure we'll come back to when we get to the end of the episode, I was like, oh, okay, so Egon isn't her dad in this in this world. No, no. Because come on, the, Bert the, is the, clearly the, old enough to be her dad. The, the whole way she found out there was an origin world is because of the genetics of her daughter. It doesn't okay, make that sense. Makes sense. That, like, you, like, you cannot change DNA. Hello, and welcome to the After Dark podcast. The podcast where me, Anthony James, and... Conrad. That's him. He's a man. <laughs> We're going to go through dark episode by episode, and Conrad has actually got a secret, which is, makes this whole thing have a little bit extra spice to it. What is it, Conrad? Uh, I've never actually seen dark before, and I'm, I'm awfully ashamed. Fantastic. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through episode by episode. Here is thoughts. Here is feelings. You know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of them, and we'll see how he gets on. Uh, before we start, I thought I'd give a bit of an introduction to myself, and then maybe Conrad could do the same. Well, my name's Anthony James. I've been making videos on YouTube for about a month now. They, they seem to be going all right. So I thought we'd start this podcast. I'm a teacher generally, so anything to distract me from that is good. And uh, <laughs> in terms of TV and films that I usually like, anything really. I love I love a crime drama. I love science fiction. Basically anything. If you're in the mood for it, I'll watch it. My favorite film of all time may surprise a few of you. <laughs> <laughs> we bought a zoo. <laughs> I can't believe it's still that, to be honest. After I'm, all this time. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, like saying it's my favorite film of all time is actually pushing it a bit of a monosphere, but it's it's the film that's most perfectly matched to its genre, in my opinion. Gets the job done. Gets the job done. But anyway, yeah, I'm willing to be, if, if you want to comment down below, I'm willing to be uh, to discuss that. I'm sure I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Conrad, what about yourself? Hello. Yes, I'm Conrad. I am English, but please don't hold that against me. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I like lots of different stuff, to be honest. I, I watch all, all range of like movies from silent stuff through to like really schlocky kind of Italian horror, uh, like a lot of John Carpenter stuff, which I think is probably going to stand me in good stead for Dark, if the first episode is anything to go by, but we'll get into that a bit more later. Yes. Um, and yeah, I, I, I tend to be very pretentious about cinema, <laughs> so... <laughs> So which, is a good, which is a good contrast to me. Now, you, yes, might have, yeah. you, might, you might have thought from my dark videos that I am a bit of a snob about cinema. I'm actually not. I, gener- I really, really appreciate smart, intelligent things like dark, and I can really get my teeth into them. But I would sit down and watch a superhero film, sit down and watch a romantic comedy any day of the week as well. I enjoy all types of cinema. I'm not a snob about them. I wouldn't say Conrad's a snob either, but I think he, he would generally prefer the more intellectual well I, I i value good writing i was actually yeah. speaking to my partner about this because we were watching the last season of game of thrones um oh we're just finishing it up now oh, geez, and okay. um 
and I was saying like I don't mind what genre you fit into like if something's kind of cheesy or you know hokey or whatever I don't mind as long as it's well written but um yeah it needs to be well written otherwise it kind of loses me yeah and obviously where do you come down on the fence in terms of Game of Thrones in terms of it being <laughs> uh, I don't think we need to get well. into that. yeah I'd like we'll alienate half the audience <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the books are good uh, so anyway um yeah, so before we start going in through Dark, we're going to go through it sort of bit by bit. Every episode of our podcast will be an episode of Dark. Uh, Conrad has actually already watched the first episode. Uh, general thoughts about before we start breaking it down scene by scene? Uh, I, I thought... It was, I thought it was generally good. I don't want to give too much away before we start, but like I enjoyed it. And uh, wow, there was a lot of information <laughs> in yeah. that first episode. I was like, oh, there'll be, I'll take some leisurely notes as I'm watching this. And then uh, as soon as they started talking, I was like, oh no, this is, this is like, this is like an exam condition. Yeah. Like I, I, I just, just put a video up about Galaxy Quest and A Bug's Life and, uh, when I was making notes about those films, I was like, oh, this is so good, laid back, you know, just a <laughs> yeah. sip of coffee. And then I went down to make notes about the first episode here for this. And it was, I, having been through the three series, I couldn't believe how much there was in that first episode. And on the rewatch, if you do get around to rewatching one day, I think you'll get even more from, from it in the second time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so uh, before we start, I thought I would also give a warning to the audience who are listening. Um, so the warning is that Conrad is very good at predicting things. That's my warning. <laughs> so be aware of that. So when, if, if Conrad says, oh, I think it's this, and he nails it exactly, then that unfortunately is just going to be how, <laughs> how we're going to have to run with it. Because in the past, we've sat down to watch films, and he literally would run through start to finish after five minutes what's going to happen in the film. And it was, and it was always dead on. So if he says something in this episode or in any episode that comes across as he knows what he's, he already knows what happens in the show. He doesn't, he doesn't know any spoilers, but he <laughs> no, could, he could just guess it all. Do I think he's going to guess the end of season three from the start? No, he won't. But could he guess what happens in episode six of this series? Yeah, definitely. He could. Now I don't know what to do about that. I think what I'm going to do this first episode is I'm not going to tell him if he's right. Oh um, yeah, definitely. What yeah. do you think? Do you, do you like? Should I should I that should I, be a rule? Like I yeah, I think so. Because uh, the thing is, like I think I try not to come across as like a smart ass and like you know, like oh I know I know what's happening in this plot before anyone else does. But yeah, I, yeah. sometimes I can't help myself. But I think I'd rather even if I get it right, I think I'd rather just wait and have it revealed to me than necessarily. Yeah. Okay. No out. problem. Well, that's 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 it sort of then. So I'm not going to at all give any indication that you are correct. What the dub? I actually decided that I was going to try and do something for the first time as well while uh, <laughs> Conrad is looking through, uh, watching the show for the first time, sorry. Uh, I wanted to do something for the first time. So what I'm doing is actually, I've dipped my toes into the dubbed version of the show a couple of times. <laughs> Just dip my toes in, you know. I didn't really like the feeling. I did, too <laughs> too cold for me. Yeah. But uh, I decided that I would actually watch the show completely completely dubbed. Uh, so I'm experiencing that for the first time. So every episode, I'm going to be um, sort of pointing out one moment of the dub which I thought was funny or which I thought didn't really hit the mark. Um, and that part of this episode, so this the first episode's part for me 
was the bit where Bartosz says jackpot. <laughs> right? So whenever he takes the drugs, pushes Francisco to the ground, <laughs> yep. in, the, in the German one, a German sort of audio version, Bartos, the real slimy creep that he is, goes, jackpot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it really solidified the character to me. I loved it. But in the dub, this goes, jackpot. <laughs> That's it, great. And it was just, no. I was like, do they make the actors watch the show? <laughs> yeah. Like they they just got a generic line read. Jackpot. You know? <laughs> and it was like, it, it just it took me out of it completely. I will say though that I was interested to, to to find out while watching the dub. I did get used to it very quickly. It, it's very abrasive to begin with because obviously they're all just in a studio and you don't have the same sort of reverb and the audio quality as you would in the where they are. It's all the same sort of speaking into a microphone uh, type of sound, but yeah. you do get used to it. Um, and it just makes me glad that I didn't do that the first time around because I, I think you get so much more from the actual subbed version because you, because you just have so much more in the performance so much more and you know it's i don't i don't also there is the fact that who are the actors doing dubs the actors who couldn't get jobs in real shows <laughs> wow take that voice actors like let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> although i generally like voice actors but come on come on that's like my the reason the only thing i'll watch um dubs by choice is uh certain anime because i love bad voice acting in anime um but uh yeah generally speaking subs subs uh for something like this i think are important because you need to actually get the writer's original intent and the words yeah i would agree with it yeah. um i waited till the very end to say this but did anyone notice that we got we actually made it so that this episode was number 33 <laughs> um it's predetermined. Someone did actually point out on last week's podcast saying, the way it's going, I think thirty. Uh, the last episode is going to be 33. Isn't that a great coincidence? And then I just commented saying, it's almost as if it was planned. <laughs> like, so everyone who hated the fact that we reviewed Edge of Tomorrow, everyone hated the fact that we, <laughs> that, 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 that we took a little sidetrack into Jon Snow for a week. You know what? We finally found our place on the best movie podcast ever. Having said that, they needed to happen. It's all predetermined, yeah. guys. They needed yeah. to happen for thirty-three to come true. You know, we're you know what we know is a drop. What we don't know is an ocean. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, I'm so tempted to put an extra episode talking about Darkin somewhere, uh, just so we could call it episode thirty-five. And then, if you take out Edge of Tomorrow, and if you take out uh, um, the Jon Snow episode, we still have thirty-three total of Dark. You know, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. that's that's stupid because by the time we do it with Emmett, it'll change anyway. But every um, every thirty three episodes, we'll do a dark episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what we have to commit to now. The don't hold us to that. The maths of that is going to become a nightmare when we start watching other series. Exactly right. Okay, guys, that's us. Um, thanks very much for watching and going on this journey with us. Uh, yeah. If you're still watching at this stage of the video at this stage of the series, we are eternally grateful. Mm. Um, please come on with us on the next journey. Uh, we are going to be touching it on dark, as we say, but I think we've got a lot of people who are looking forward to it. You have to be an Anthony or a Conrad. If you're an Anthony, you've seen the show, go and watch the OA. If you haven't, you're going to be a Conrad and you're going to predict the way. Right, guys, well, we'll see you next week for the Theory Matrix. We'll see you tomorrow for the dark discussions. And apart from that, any last words, Conrad? See you in the OA, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the After Dark Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode.